ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌಘುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂ ಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಿಷಾವಹೈ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ನಮೋ ಹ್ರಸ್ವಾಯ ವಾಮನಾಯ and then when you chant the namo is like a swarita namo oh, like that you know and that is and, and it is to counteract the meaning of hraswa which means short <laughs> so you kind of lengthen the namaha before you say oh to everything that is in the form that is small hraswa here doesn't mean short small small things you know and uh, small things means you know when we think of bhagavan it's always as big all pervasive all might whole universe and plus some more all these kinds of things but um, here it is uh, don't miss out on the small things so small things like bacteria microscopic things hraswa you know hraswa hraswa you don't even know you know and then suddenly it causes problems you don't even know they are there and uh, and they are there in the stomach they are there in the intestines but uh, suddenly they just uh, claim your intestines as their ancestral property what are you going to do you know <laughs> so you only are not able to you know be with it so therefore uh, this is all hraswa microscopic things you know some what is that called pandemics and you know things that live in the fur of animals to which one like dander etc to which one is allergic all this like bee pollen another example you know you don't even see it but suddenly you know there is a name for it allergy season when is that right now okay <laughs> right now okay so this is what the whole thing is suddenly it gets a name season and season means all kinds of things can go wrong correct and this is this is something which is uh, so interesting because we have the you know all this world of this micro world not just microbes because pollen dander are not microbes but still they they are part of a micro world an invisible world to us because it's all just micro 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 it's an invisible world we can't see it and even if you put the what is that called microscope you need to be trained how to look at the microscope otherwise you'll just see some dots and squiggles and you don't know what to make of it you know it's all hraswa you know all this this world of unseen to the naked eye unseen things unheard of things things that don't make a noise things that don't even know they, that they are there unless and until what they create problems like virus you know so all these zika and so many things you know ha ah, viruses ebola zika all these things and then there are certain viruses that if you give some antiviral thing then uh, you have uh, then they morph into bacteria 
Then you treat them with antibacterial, then suddenly they remember, they say, no, no, we are actually viruses. So we are going to change back to viruses. So how, you know, this is all Bhagavan having the last laugh, you know. Yeah, because you think that you are so advanced in medicines. We think, oh, we can do this, we can do that, we can cut this out, we can fix this, and we have antibiotics. And then there is an antibiotic resistant bug. Uh, that is ready to bug everyone and that is called MARSA, yeah. And if you go to the hospital, that's where it is because the hospital bacteria are ODed on all antibiotics. Uh, they know every antibiotic they know. Yeah, penicillin, no, 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 the whole group, first generation, second generation, third generation, fourth generation, they know all of it. You know, sulfa, yes, you know. They say so far, so good, very nice. And so then, you know, then, to get rid of them who have become immune to all antibiotics, what are you going to do, you know? Try Ayurveda, that's all. What else can you do? <laughs> Go back, you know? So like this, there are so many things which are, you know, which are difficult and then uh, which are, you know, in difficult forms, but they'll seem so ubiquitous and small and that's why Namaha, Raswaya. And don't read the, the, I was just, since we had some time and I was sitting here, I was reading the translations. Don't. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, Raswaya cha namaha. And then Vamanaya. Vamanaya means things that have a sm literally a small footprint. You know, Vamana, it's not the Vamana, again, don't bring the Puranic story. Because this is the Veda. You can't translate Vamana as dwarf, okay? Just like Neela Kantha, you can't bring in that hala hala story. Here also you cannot bring in Vamana story. Why? Ah, that is come later. Ah, this is, yeah. So here that's why the dwarf translation is not there. Vamana here means small-footed. Like a, you know, two-year-old you know, going through something precious that you have, some precious collection <laughs> and wreaking havoc. This is Bhagavan, that's all it is, you know. You're sorting out some papers, tax papers, important things and the two-year-old just comes in the room when you are gone and then helps himself out to, you know, make some paper aeroplanes and, you know, shred certain things. And also, Vamana also soft-footed. Like animals, you don't hear coming because they have pads under their feet, like cat. You don't hear the cat, you suddenly see it. You jump, that's what, you know. It doesn't tell you, hello, I'm coming. Dogs are, you know, little more clumsy. They, they cannot hide their excitement, they wag the tail, they, you know, rather the tail wags them. And they are, you know, coming with so much noise and fanfare. The cat just shimmies in, you know. <laughs> Vamanaya Namaha. And this is all Vamana, small baby, cat, things that, you know, that have literally speaking, you're not talking of carbon footprint, but literally speaking a small soft footfall so that you don't hear them. And there are many things like that. Even snake, you don't hear it coming. Unless it's that uh, rattler, you know, yeah. Unless it has that rattlers, you don't hear it coming. Suddenly you will see it, yeah. And then because you've been studying Vedanta for so long, you say, ah, just rope snake. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happened. You know, at the Koyambatur Ashram, 
one snake was there, you know, and a brown colored snake, and then a small one, some kind of, it was, uh, turned out that it was non-poisonous, it was one of those garden snakes, a small one was there, and then this brahmachari said it must be a rope, and picked it up, ah, cannot be a snake. So, if you study Vedanta for too long, snakes also start to look like ropes. Ah. Then it is called a viparita aropa. Yeah. So, you can't call it aropa anymore, you should call it asneka. Yeah. Ah. So, like this, you know, snake, when it comes, it, suddenly it is there, you know. And you get the strange feeling it has been watching you for some time. That also you know, you know. It doesn't have hands, otherwise it would be saying, I am looking at you, I have my eyes on you, I'm going to bite you. And then mosquitoes, Vamana, you know, soft presence. And then you are, you know, it's, it makes a noise sometimes. And then it makes a noise over there and you say, oh, where, where, where? And then you have a swatter and then you are, you know, himsa is forgotten. You just want to get it and make some chutney out of it, you know, everything. And then you just look for it because you just, now it has become a full-fledged war. Correct? And then it's so clever, mm, it makes the noise there and goes bites you here on the calf muscle. Yeah. Very quickly it has gone. <laughs> So, this is all the forms in which Bhagavan arrives. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, then before you ask during the question period, like, so is it, is it a papa to kill a mosquito? Yes, yes. And like Puja Swamiji would always say that if you let the mosquito bite you, you know, why did the mosquito choose only you to bite? You know, some people are litmus rods for mosquitoes. You don't need odomus and all those mosquito repellents. You just bring the person with you on your third world vacation <laughs> and sit with them. <laughs> and all the mosquitoes go to them and then you are free. So some people are like that, you know. So why the mosquito only bites certain people? Then you have to go back to what? Karma, correct? So because of your karma, so some papa was there and then, you know, who knows who you had bit in your last life. So now the mosquito is biting, correct? And so the, uh, so the papa, you can say some karma is exhausted, which is a nice thing. And then Pujya Swamiji would always say that plus you also get punya by being bitten by a mosquito. Why? Because only pregnant mosquitoes bite. Ah. All of them are living on what is called tree sap and algae, fungus, that's what they eat. But when she is carrying her eggs, she needs a blood meal, protein and all these things, plasma, all these things. So you get punya because you are giving blood to a pregnant lady. Yeah. So this is, this, is, this is a nice way to look at that. So these are all vamanas. So the ubiquitous, they are everywhere. You don't know how to even see them. And then they are there. So, namo hrasva yacha. What else? Vamana yacha. Vamana yacha namaha. And then, hrasva yacha vamana yacha namo. Brihate chavarshi yasecha. And of course, when we discuss all the small things, what do we discuss after the small things? Brihate. Brih. Vridhau. Brihi. Vridhau, in the sense of big, the, the word brih means big. That's where the word Brahman is uh, derived from, brih. 
limitlessly big brihi vridhav so brihate brihati means that it is you know that which is in the form of everything huge big big things like starting with mount everest big and big river big things all the things that are big in the universe are also bhagavan because we don't want people to go away we don't want to go away thinking all small slice sneaky things are bhagavan you know and then all attacking small things no big things are also bhagavan big tree big fruit big things all kinds of anything that is big is bhagavan varshi yase you know again don't read the translation you know here technically it means that which is you know which is full of bounty ananta kalyana guna sampannaha so nam you know it keeps growing endlessly varshiyas is a form of uh, vriddha you know it's a uh, comparative uh, superlative like that we have so and uh, you know it's a comparative form so bigger 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 means what huge meaning limitless uh, ananta kalyana guna nilaya is bhagavan who is the abode of limitless qualities and these qualities make bhagavan limitlessly big so brihate and then what varshi asecha and then namo vriddhaya so now we come back to the word vriddha itself vriddha means what you know <laughs> ancient tired bhagavan is a fossil no <laughs> old here means was there before you oh. because old is that's how we we decide how how do we decide old you know we, we don't know how to decide old old always means older than i correct and so bhagavan was there before anything in this universe so therefore older than everything else vriddha you know and then we'll you know then again it will come prathamaya agriyaya so namaha all these things which are connected to this vriddha vriddha means we are looking personally you know when you find out if somebody is a vriddha or not you don't sort of say there is no general vriddha vriddha means older than me or older than some of us who are having this discussion older than all of us and so there is different ways of defining vriddha so the two common ways one is vayovriddha vayovriddha means what yeah age wise yeah you know the wake up yagna is over yeah so <laughs> age wise yeah vayovriddha means by terms of age somebody is older you know then they all the lakshanas of age will be there you know you know they can't eat they can't drink and you know what else you know they move slowly perhaps and uh, all those things so then you can t- take those lakshanas to say that this person is vayovriddha then there is another definition of vriddha gnana vriddha gnana vriddha means the person is elder not by age but by knowledge ah, what knowledge oh, what other knowledge is there yeah knowledge self knowledge and so you know sanyasis and people who know said like dakshinamurti 
ऑलवेज सिक्सटीन नॉट वयोवृद्धा बट ज्ञान वृद्धा ज्ञान वृद्धा ज्ञानेन वृद्धा यू नो बिकॉज ऑफ द नॉलेज यू नो वी कॉल यू नो ड्यू टू द नॉलेज देर इज यू नो दिस द स्टेटस ऑफ यू नो वृद्धा दे गेन दे बिकम वृद्धास बिकॉज ऑफ नॉलेज सो हियर भगवान इज बोथ भगवान इज नॉट वयो वृद्धा बट ज्ञानेन वृद्धा बट वृद्धा ऑल्सो एज इन before came before anyone else right yeah vriddha age cha samvridhvane cha samvridhvane means the one who is keeping on growing see this is all all kinds of uh, uh, contradiction big and small something that's old and something that is still growing how can something be older than everything else and still be growing because it's limitless because it's bhagavan manifest as the jagat in the jagat suddenly they find out there is a new species suddenly it has come it wasn't there like a new virus a new something species new jati is discovered why so that is because this universe is still in motion still growing and uh, the uh, physicists use the word an expanding universe that exp- the bhagavan in front uh, in in the form of the expanding universe here is referred to as what samvridhvane namaha samvridhvane you know so samyak you know vardhate nicely growing in, in according to the laws of how it has to expand where it has to expand what species have to come what species have to go all this is included in that okay samvridhvane namaha and then vridhage cha samvridhvane cha then namo namo agriyage cha prathamage cha yeah then again agriya agriya means the one who came first you know and vridha is from the individual standpoint i say bhagavan predated me correct yeah yeah so and like this you know predated me like even arjuna tries this tactic you know aparam bhavato janma param janma vivasvatah and so he is comparing he is saying krishna is younger than vivasvan you know the the head of the sun dynasty because he doesn't know that krishna is bhagavan or he wants him to declare that i am bhagavan so he puts him in a little bit of a fix so that krishna comes out and says paritrana ya sadhu naam all these things and then uh, krishna answers bahuni uh, janmani you know you for you and me there have been many many birds there's only oh you also had many birds yes i have been around you have been around then what's the difference <laughs> i know all my birds and you don't know a single one either of yours or mine <laughs> i know all my birds and yours too <laughs> ah. so that's the slight difference that's all <laughs> and uh, so like this you know that is that is vridha older than me was bhagavan was around before i was so vridhaya namaha so when you say agriyaya namaha here we are invoking him as tatastha lakshana the cause of the universe from the collective way collective invocation as the cause of the universe because what comes first cause or effect 
Don't get all Vedantin on me, okay? Yeah. Straightforward answer. Abba, yeah. Because you know, Vedantins are crazy. They'll think, okay, see, tree, see, tree. Well, cause is effect, effect is cause. I, you know, I don't want all that, okay? Yeah. Sometimes we just need a straightforward answer. Yeah. Cause precedes effect. Got it? Yeah. That's all it is meant here. So, agriya is, you know, agre bhavaha, you know, so that which which comes before and what comes before? Cause comes before. What kind of a cause? A cause that doesn't have a cause. Ah. Because if it's a cause that is because, then, uh, then, then we have to search for Bhagavan in the form of another cause and another cause and another cause and then we are here happily in an endless regression. Yeah. We can uh, kiss Anuvaka six goodbye because we are stuck here. Yeah. So therefore, we can't say that. So therefore, it's a causeless cause, an uncaused cause, a grey bhavaha, you know, and an uncaused cause, and the causation is as though, we have to remember that, the causation is attributed to Bhagavan only when there is something called effect, which is in the form of the Jagat to account for. Because nobody is going to look at the Jagat and keep quiet. Every Mumukshu, every Jignasu is going to say, where did it come from? And then you have to say Bhagavan. Where did Bhagavan come from? You know, and you have to say Bhagavan. Yeah, it's like that young girl asked me this question, you know. We all meditate upon Lord Shiva, but Lord Shiva always looks like he is in meditation. Who is he meditating upon? Very nice question. Ah. And we have to say he is reveling in his own glory. He is meditating upon himself, so to speak. He is reveling in his own glory. Sve Mahimni Tishthati. Reveling in his own glory. That's all it is. And when you know yourself to be non-separate from Lord Shiva, you will also be reveling in your own glory. He is contemplative and so that's the whole idea. So here also there is no, there is no causation for Ishvara. But then Maya is the causation for Ishvara because of Maya, you know, Maya came and then Brahman became Ishvara. This is how people talk about. Maya herself is Mithya, Kalpita Shakti. Maya is not a parallel reality that gives birth to Bhagavan. Maya is a Kalpita, an as though power that is non-separate from Brahman. And she has the power to manifest, she has the power to project, she has the power to, you know, deflect, you know, the truth of the projection from the individual jiva by covering up the truth of oneself. This is Maya, big time Maya. And this big time Maya, you know, is not another reality, she is not the cause of Ishvara. So there is only a causeless cause and unto that, what? What else to say? Namaha. Agriya gicha. Namaha. And then Prathamaya. Prathamaya is first born. What is the first born? Hmm? Brahmaji. One, one, one explanation. Brahmaji, first born. Because first the status of creator has to be entered into. Correct? And then if you know, if you are a Vedantin, you can also say Hiranyagarbha, the potential to create is the first born, Prathamaja. And so, Pratha, the one who is in the form of Lord Brahmaji and or Hiranyagarbha, unto, unto that, 
Bhagavan which has the potential to create. So kamayat bahusyam prajagegeti satapotapyata that that is the stage. Tapotapyata doesn't mean Lord went into meditation. He visualized the previous, he brought back to mind the previous cycle of creation. Ah, that is the idea. He brought back to mind, he recalled tapotapyata means he recalled with his intelligence, his knowledge, the previous cycle of creation. And then what happened as a result of the previous cycle of creation? Then he said, wow, that was not bad, let me do it again. You know, that was perfect. Why, you know, why reinvent something that's already there? So the blueprint for this universe came from the previous cycle of creation. And he just put a few more things because people get crazier and crazier. And so a few more uh, crazy things like smartphones and all were put. The potential for that was put. Addict, new addictive things were put. Yeah, before I told you yesterday in the class, people were yajnaholics, correct? Ah, so people were always doing yajna. Now there are newer and other forms of addiction. So all those potentials were there. So just tweak the universe a little bit here and there to keep in mind the mad desires of the mad jivas clamoring for manifestation, clamoring for a body, clamoring for a kshetra. So Bhagavan as the kshetragnya here, put a few things and in that potential to think about all those things and to make this infallible universe, this is what is called Prathamaya Namaha. And then, Agriyagacha Prathamagacha Nama Ashavecha Jiragacha. So, Ashave, you know, Ashuhu, it comes from Ashnoti, pervades, Vyapnoti. Asamantat Ashnoti iti Ashuhu. Again, don't read the translation. Yeah. So, meaning that which completely and fully pervades the whole universe as what? As kutastha, as something that doesn't go anywhere. Stationary and all pervasive. Doesn't go anywhere, it's everywhere. You can't say where is it and where it has gone. All these questions are useless because it just doesn't go, it's here. It, wherever there is, you know, name and form in the universe, tatra tatra, there alone is Bhagavan. Ashu. Ashave namaha. So, you don't have to look for Bhagavan. We don't have this habit of saying, Oh Lord and looking up. Yeah. You may look up to Bhagavan, but you don't look up to search for Bhagavan. Yeah. We don't have that habit, where are you? Yeah, if you go to India, in any village, north, south, wherever, and you ask the person, tell me where is God, they will say first, where have you come from? <laughs> have you come from another planet or what? what? What kind of a question you are asking? Everywhere. So much so that, you know, it is, it is such a pervasive uh, understanding that the whole universe is sacred and everything is, everything is non-separate from Bhagavan. Bhagavan is everywhere. This has permeated to Indian Islam and Indian Christianity as well. You ask them, where is Bhagavan? Everywhere. Allah kidhar hai, sab jagah hai, they will say. Yeah, but only in India, not other people don't say that. And so, this is very interesting. So, the force of this truth has, it has become an interfaith fact. 
in India. That everything is sacred because it is inhabited by the Lord. It's amazing. And uh, so, then, you know, so this is what is, uh, you know, uh, the Ashave Namaha. And then Ajiraya Namaha. Ajira means the one that cannot stay in one place. The one that keeps moving. Yeah. Again a contradiction. The one that is stationary, unchanging, the, uh, the stationary, unmoving, unchanging truth of all changing things. Behind every changing thing, you know, there is what? The changeless Bhagavan. And then, uh, but, oh, so I, I, I want to take notes on what is Bhagavan. So he is changeless? Yes. Ajira, Ganamaha. And then that means what? He is moving all the time. Here he is in one place, meaning which is the whole Jagat. He's occupied the whole Jagat. And then what? Without undergoing any change, doesn't move, doesn't do anything. And then followed by what? The one who does not sit in one place. Ajiraganamaha, the one that is swiftly, you know, moving around. Tadejati tannejati taddhure tadvantike This is what? Ishavasya Upanishad. Tat ejati. It, it shakes, moves everywhere. Ejru kampane. And then, tat na ejati. It doesn't move. Make up your mind. Does it move? Does it move? You have to get out of your categories. Taddhure. It is very far away. Tadvantike. You know, it is right here. Tadantarasya sarvasya. It is in, in it is the truth, it's the indweller of everyone. Then Tadubahya, that which is outside, that which is inside, that which is in between outside and inside, meaning there is a wall, correct? So the outside I say, beyond this wall I say, you know, bahar. And then inside I say andar inside. And what about the wall? Wall also Bhagavan. <laughs> Ah, inside, outside and the separating factor. <laughs> so, it's all Bhagavan. Everything is Bhagavan. And this is what we have to see here. So, you don't try to take notes because any kind of categorical note taking here is going to frustrate because, you know, at best. Because if you try to take notes on, or take notes on what, you know, on the class, that's different. But if you try to take notes to find out what Bhagavan is, you know, you have to bring a measuring stick and say, you know, this is Bhagavan, he is this much, he is that much. No. It's not even he. It's neither he nor she. It is not outside of he, not outside of she. In between he and she, whatever is there is Bhagavan also. And then, you know, not big, not small, you know, all this just, it's just gorgeous, so beautiful, you know. So, neither moving nor stationary, both out, you know, which is also moving and also stationary. Huh? And then, then what else do we have? Namashi griyagacha, shibhyagacha, shigriyagacha, you know. Shigreshu bhavaha, you know, shigriyaha. Shigreshu, meaning in all things that move quickly like these rivers. And, uh, yeah, so this is all the, it ends with like all the poetic water metaphors. You know, shigreshu bhavaha, shigriyaha. And so this, that which obtains in all uh, swiftly moving things. 
and that which is born of all swiftly moving things like uh, sudden uh, typhoon you can say or uh, you know uh, waters usually for waters yeah, they, this is yeah waters you know quick quick flowing rivers waters like this you know so in that what is the flow you know what is the what makes the river a river you know so if we say that which flows is the river correct what is that that is bhagavan whose presence makes the river a river you know otherwise it, does, it is not a river that is that is the whole idea she grehu bhavah and then uh, she you know she bhe bhavah yeah she bhe bhavah she buys this you know water bodies yeah water bodies she bha and uh, you know rivers water body all all kinds of things you know and these are all uh, where we can so even in a complacent uh, what is that called placid lake so if the roaring waves are bhagavan then what about the placid lake without waves abba thank god so yes <laughs> so because i had already told the question yesterday and already told the answer so that is also bhagwan so if i say only the quick moving things are bhagwan only the rivers are bhagwan what about the placid lakes and the lakes which don't have that many ripples on them you know those those pools you can see through all that bhagwan and then what else nama urmyagacha avasvanyagacha and so yeah so and then urmi urmi shubhavah and then that which obtains as the wave which wave not tata not that wave the ocean yeah yeah so that which obtains as oceanic waves because there is a certain majesty in those waves so what makes a wave is bhagavan because of whose presence whose invariable presence a wave is a wave that is bhagavan yeah avasvanya is again another body of water you know which are small things you know what is that lakes ponds etc you know you can think of a nice scene with ducks and everything little water reeds ducks etc nice panoramic scene uh that is the subject matter of all paintings and you can go and visit and you know feed the ducks that in a park some kind of a thing this is these are all the ways to look at bhagavan you know urmyayacha avasvanyayacha and then srotasyayacha yeah srota is it's a rivulets big big rivers review from rivulets to rivers all kinds of things srota srotasya srotasyayacha and then dvipyaya so we have to imagine now all these bodies of water various bodies of water including ocean connecting to various islands in fact the vedas were the first one to say that there are seven islands on the universe saptadvipa vasandhara yeah and they had names for them also you know jambudvipa kraunchadvipa like that you know matsya dvipa like that seven names are there that come that uh, correspond to various continents yeah so the americas are jambudvipa you know like this so 
we have you know so many uh, so many uh, so much knowledge about the seven bodies of water that are there this is amazing seven bodies this is seven bodies of land amidst the water so that is you know dvipe bhavah you know dvipya so the one that is you know makes the island an island you know what makes an island an island you can't talk of any one thing oh it's the scenery oh it's because it's a holiday uh, you know uh, tourist resort oh it's the waters oh it's the land you can't say that it's the vegetation it's everything but really it's not even everything it's that truth of what makes anything that it is you know this is what we say is bhagavan so we stand you know we end the note on the island you know why because we don't want to be you know floating in the oceans in the urmis of samsara ha <laughs> ah. so the uh, the anuvaka ends after bringing you to the shore ha ah. brings you to the shore which shore the shore that is moksha for sure yeah <laughs> yeah so that's it the the anuvaka ends on a fantastic note yeah so this bhagavan in the form of the uh, not just the bodies of water intractable intractable uh, you know bodies of water etc and uh, this thing you know it is also in the form of the what the islands yeah so who is being addressed the one that is going glub glub by every urmi in the uh, in the jagat every wave is destabilizing me but then bhagavan is the island as well bhagavan is the wave and so one is you know one has the feeling that the what which anuka anuvaka is this the fifth one has kind of like we are all have been rescued on to dry land after various uh, manifestations of you know watery forms of bhagavan so that is the thing and then we did not chant the dhyana shloka because i thought we will chant before uh, this one so Yeah, the shloka is for the four, fifth and the sixth. Uh, it won't be there. You can just uh, uh, repeat. Gauri karambo janyastam. Swarna shaila sharasanam. नमो 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 क्षेम्या 
So, yeah, then this is the sixth Anubhaka and like I said, the two of them go together for many reasons and because the theme is the same and the theme is the same and then the uh, we we include the what has been gone on from Anuvaka 3 and 4 which is what Sarvatma Bhava then we see Bhagavan as the cause of the universe and we see Bhagavan as all pervasive pervading each and everything and uh, you know, things that are scary things that are joyous things that are not so joyous all of them or, uh, you know, nicely pervaded by Bhagavan, this one, you know, starts off on a, uh, you know, nice note. Ah, here it is. Yeah. So, Namoho Jeshthayacha Kanishthayacha. So, Jeshtha here means what? Yeah, again, you know, elder, oldest. You know, Jeshtha and then Kanishtha, youngest. <laughs> We've already seen this, you know, in detail, but the uh, Veda does not have the fallacy of uh, redundancy called Punarukti Dosha. It is not there except in teaching we are allowed to repeat. And so we, since it's called Rudra Upanishad, we can say in teaching, you know, it knows our mad minds and it knows that even though it has said just a few minutes ago we will have forgotten so we need to be taught that so jyeshtha here you know uh, or and or we can also give it a slightly different meaning a slightly different meaning means that you know when we look at the things in the universe you know so jyeshtha we can take to all the predated, you know, the Vijayashtha means the things, uh, matters which geologists and astrophysicists and all they look at. They look at what happened, you know, they can see the star and then when they see the star and they can find out how long it has lived depending upon whether it's a blue dwarf, uh, you know, like this there are all these, uh, you know, terms, meaning it has already finished its peak and now it is slowing down. And so they know and they look at the stars and they can see the whole sky 14 billion years ago. And if you see a falling star, it's not falling now. It had fallen when? We don't know. Now, by the time the light has come, traveled, and that light reaches your eyes, you know, that is, that is what is called, you know, light year. So, 186,000 miles per second, okay? So, that's one light second. And then you multiply by 60, then what do you get? One light minute. Ah. And then, 
you multiply by that again and then you by whatever do the math and then you get one light here not a light fact at all yeah very big so they can see what happens so many and they can see so many things and this is all the things that they are able to objectify is just you know which which was there a long time ago they can see that they okay this is what it was and the matter of you know this asteroid was there and they can you know um, see what that asteroid was made up of and where it fell and all these things they can see it leaves some kind of a you know because of the minerals and everything they can come to certain conclusions they can make assumptions because bhagavan is jeshtha jeshtha here is ever expanding universe you know completely and so jeshtha like that we can say that you know which uh, which was which is there from a very 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 long time so this is you know the nimitta uh, karana of that intelligence which makes available to us what the fossils to you can look at the fossils and you know infer that there was a tsunami you can infer in north dakota you know there is that all these uh, uh, what is that formation the calcified forms are there on the side of the mountain and they have done a study and recently discovered this is just fascinating so you can just take any slice of that mountain and then they saw the first they saw all these fishes on you know as though they had all died on one on top of the other so fossilized fish you know 15 20 of them in this so small compact thing that they you know slice they took out of this mountain and then they could see that the gills of the fish they could see it was such clear the gills of the fish were completely full of sand they couldn't breathe ah and then they could see that there were certain other twigs and everything that had fallen from the trees in a very strange situation so they said that this is like a this is this was part of a valley and this was part of a tsunami which creates a standing body of water and when the tsunami goes then it leaves all the fish in the sand bed and you know and covers the gills with uh, sand and they cannot breathe and all this they can tell as though it's happening right now but it's not happening right billions of years ago it's just so fascinating it's just fantastic so one person is doing this research you know actually a lot of a group of professors are doing this research it's just fascinating that you can look into the past into the, such a past and you can find out the height of the wave you can find out wh- why the fish how they would have struggled and the struggle of the fish in various ways the fins are positioned and fa- fossilized you can find out which way the 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 wind and the the water blew the body of the water blew and from the sticks and the stones and other things how they are positioned you can find out the height of the wave the tsunami it's just so nice and all this is what namo jeshtaya cha you know unfathomable unfathomable and you know because you can't even put your mind around it and so like this there are all these so you learn so much about the laws of the universe and those laws all of them are you know bhagavan and the remnants of those laws which are available for us to study those laws better as a result of that also bhagavan same thing you know they uh, you know when they go to, when they find these mummies mummified bodies of egyptians you know 
then they found uniformly they found some little hole in the skull and the hole was not because of a fall or anything nice hole and that was some kind of a trepanation ancient you know practice of blood letting if there is some kind of a stroke concussion all these things so they can find out about ancient medical practices you know and uh, then they also have found out after study of mummies that the, the, the egyptians were the first one of the first people who knew how to fill teeth because many of the mummies had teeth fillings yeah they were filled with some bamboo pith and some other materials but nonetheless and also not only that the egyptian the ancient egyptians also knew the art of root canal ah very primitive perhaps but it was there they knew how to do it they knew the concept of it and uh, they 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 had drained out all the things and then they had done that they could see this from the from the mummies okay and then you can also say that okay you've had so many fillings you've had two root canals must be you were fond of sweets and <laughs> so that kind of a thing you know and then you can look at the you know these uh, preserved bodies and one of the rulers you know it was not tutankhamen but some some other ruler because that's the only one we know and we keep <laughs> bandying his name but it was another ruler and he his you know they found out that he had some kind of a he had what is that uh, he had gout yeah by scraping things off the bones and then finding you know lot of mineral deposits and all kinds of things so really this is all bhagavan that it allows us to do this and that it's in this form is just not you know not an ordinary thing and very very beautiful and then kanishtha means you know the ever expanding universe everything that is yet to be uh, which is again not outside of the laws and that which you know keeps manifesting and uh, makes it available for uh, uh, discovery and then uh, namaha purvajayaja aparaja aja purvaja here doesn't mean first born because we've already done that so purvaja here means the one that is manifest as the cause purva means that which is the cause apara which is the next one which go together which is the effect yeah here comes vedanta if bhagavan is the cause <laughs> how can bhagavan be the effect because effect is not separate from the cause pot is hello yeah i was afraid you would say bhagavan <laughs> you only said the answer for everything else yeah pot is what clay pot is an effect clay is the cause but really the effect is non separate from the cause because you cannot see the pot separate from the clay otherwise i'll say please you know give me the clay and you keep the pot what will be you be left with huh nothing yeah weight of the pot weight of the clay smell of the pot smell of clay color of pot color of clay in fact the whole pot is clay so therefore the effect is non separate from the cause effect is cause so can we get very liberal minded and say cause is effect no cause is cause 
effect is cause. This is Vedanta. Cause cannot become the effect. Otherwise, Bhagavan has become the universe. No more Bhagavan, you know. He has spread himself too thin because population keeps on growing. So many things are happening. And so there is no more Bhagavan because Bhagavan has spread himself, you know. And then you'll have to say, I can't believe there is no Bhagavan. You know, there is one, I can't believe there is no butter. Yeah, it's like this. Yeah. I can't believe it is. How do you say it? I can't believe it is butter. It is not butter. Oh, I can't believe it is not butter. And therefore, I can't believe it is not Bhagavan. Yeah, like that. So, like this, you know. So, the, this is cause is cause. Effect is cause. Otherwise, then you will not have any Bhagavan left. Bhagavan has spread himself really, really thin. Yeah. And so therefore what? The, the, uh, uh, what is that thing now? Cause is cause. Effect is cause. And then when we try to look at the cause, it's a causeless cause. It was. It's an uncaused cause, and then it is Bhagavan is that we, oh, upon whom causality has been superimposed. Got it? No. Yes. No. Okay. So you know, just like you know, there is a there is a superimposition of the word sunset, setting sun, we say setting sun. Knowing full well the sun doesn't either rise nor set. Setting sun, look at the beauty of the setting sun, all these orange, purple, fantastic colors we say. But we full well know that the sun is not setting. What is that? It is the earth that is moving, giving the feeling as though the sun is moving, correct? So really speaking, Bhagavan is both cause and effect, manifests as the effect, is the cause that never becomes the effect, is the uncaused cause. But then Bhagavan is that awareness, consciousness upon which the status of causality has been imposed when there is something to account for like the Jagat. If you want to say, who is the Natha, who is the daddy and the mummy of the Jagat, you have to say Bhagavan. Correct? So in relation to the Jagat, then we have a causation. The causality is in relation to the effect. So for example, clay becomes the cause of pot only when there is pot. Ah, if there is no pot, you cannot say the clay is the cause because it's just lying there on the ground. Ah, it is itself. It's just there. It is itself. So too Bhagavan is what? Satchidanandam Brahma. Satyam Jnanam Anantam. You know, Brahma. Satchidananda Atma is Bhagavan. Atma means what? That consciousness, that existence, that consciousness which is, you know, without a second, which is whole. This is what is Bhagavan. And then on this consciousness, is as though superimposed the status of now you are the cause. And then now you are the effect. So that's all it is. So you take away the crown, 
called cause and there is no you know there is no jagat then you don't have to say you don't have to account for the jagat so the bhagavan doesn't have causality there is only a latent ishvara <laughs> ishvara is there so when the jagat comes the shakti comes and because of the shakti what do we say what do we say because of the shakti this is bhagavan so that is an as though cause which is you know so the causality is superimposed upon that consciousness and the status of being effect is also superimposed upon that consciousness so one part of the clay which has been molded into the pot is told now you are the effect you just know i was the cause now i am the effect yes you are the effect clay is the cause but really speaking this is a big spoof there is neither cause nor effect but bhagavan is limitless enough to be simultaneously both cause and effect without being either cause or effect got it say yes even if you don't know <laughs> causeless means it is uncaused it doesn't have a cause what is you know bhagavan doesn't have one dada saying i am your boss yeah it's a no boss cause yeah so that which never becomes because you know everything every other cause becomes because but then that which never becomes because is the causeless cause uh, now what happened where are we yeah aparajay uh, apar we have discussed that also because the later born you know all this don't read the uh, don't read the translations i'm telling myself because i i started to read it yeah so then namo madhyamaya cha apagalbhaya cha so madhyamaya cha this is very interesting because madhyama means what that which is in the middle of creation and resolution what is that abba yeah what is there in between creation and dissolution kya hai abba okay yes so sthiti karya so seen from the standpoint of the maintenance of the jagat madhyama madhyama also means that which is stable supposedly because sthiti karta means gives stability to the universe but really speaking this is another trick of bhagavan you think the earth is stable you build your house also on it <laughs> but it is spinning yeah in one day it has turned around itself fully think of how fast it is spinning on its axis and then it is also moving around the sun it's like being in a revolving restaurant you know that that concept is there and then when i saw that somebody said oh i want to take you there <laughs> i said we are already on a revolving restaurant <laughs> we are on a rotating come revolving restaurant this is just a revolving restaurant we are we are rotating around ourselves and we are revolving as well you know you don't have to go to any you don't have a, you know it's already there moving very fast and we, we think it is stationary like this there is such a spoof you know like a married person thinks celebrates their 50th anniversary let us say okay and then they say i have been married to the same person for 50 years and if you look at who is this same person you know what is that person yeah he she standing right here this is him this is her let's say they say that and then you know you look at the from the standpoint of the body uh, you know 
that all the cells in the bodies have changed numerous times. And it's not the same person. Correct? Huh? I don't. It's a completely different set of cells and all kinds of chemical mechanisms. And also you look at them from the standpoint of the mind, they are never the same person. Oh, he nahi sakta hai. Because now you open your mouth and the spouse says, I know, I know, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> this, this means you have spent 50 years together. Yeah. But how do you know what I'm going to say? The other one gets very irritated. You always say this. Yeah, yeah. You also are always saying this only. Yeah. I know what you're going to say. That's why, you know, in the, in the uh, whatever, in uh, ancient India, even about, you know, even few decades ago, the, the uh, you know, the elderly married couples, they never talked to each other. Yeah. Because that's how to peaceably live without getting into an argument. Yeah. Because you know what they are going to say, correct? You know what you are going to say. And you know what they are going to say when you are going to say what you are going to say. <laughs> And to that you know what you are going to say to what they said in relation to what you said. And so what, what should you do? Maunam. Yes. So because, you know, living together, you know, your, you know, your space is important. And space means what? You know, you don't, you don't, uh, there's nowhere to go. You know, because where, where are you going to go? And so you stop talking. And then, you know, for a few years, the other one keeps on talking because a <laughs> little slow to catch on <laughs> and complains, you never talk. Still you keep, keep not talking and then they also say, okay, no use. And then so you see a lot of elderly couples in India, you know, the grandmothers, grandpas, grandmas, they don't talk to each other at all and in fact they don't have anything in common. And I'll tell you a secret, they never had anything in common. <laughs> But this is the success of the Indian marriage. You outgrow it gracefully. You outgrow the need and the dependency for it gracefully. They never had anything in common. And it's not that they got along earlier and now they don't. They never got along. Yeah. And then what? They, they know how to peaceably coexist because they are karma yogis. And, they, you know, and then they have their own lives. You know, he goes for a walk with his friends. She has her own friends and they do everything. And then once in a while they see each other at meal times and then there are some uh, cultural uh, constraints which stop them from taking each other's names and so they just make a noise when they see each other. Ah, meaning you're still alive, good. <laughs> they just grunt when they see each other, that's it, you know. So, you know, you, so you think you're married to the same person, it's not the same person at all. Mentally they are not the same, physically they are not the same and then before of course you can have other uh, differences, before they didn't wear glasses, now they have to wear glasses, before they didn't have hearing aid, now they need a hearing aid, all kinds of things, before they didn't need a stick, now they need a stick to walk, all these things you can say. But there is the semblance of what? Continuity. Semblance of continuity. This is what is called, this is Bhagavan. Thank God, this keeps us going. 
This keeps us going. That semblance of continuity, if it's not there, everybody will go stark raving mad. You know, and that's why we say that, you know, children of divorce, they have difficulty because, you know, five days in one house. Then, uh, what is that, Saturday, Sunday in another house. So they don't know where they belong and that, you know, scars you in certain ways. But here there is a semblance of continuity. But really your house is also not the same. Your house has also undergone a lot of changes. But you think, I am living in the same house. This is my bedroom. <laughs> this is my bed. Correct? Ah, so like this, this is what is called Namo Madhyamaya. Madhyamaya Namaha. The one who helps us by giving us a semblance, a mithya continuity to unto him Namaha. Plus also, let's say, if the person dies away, the person remains alive, there is a certain stability in the memory of the people. Correct? So in the memory of the loved ones, you know, one lives. One may be gone, name and form may be gone, but then there will be photos, there will be some flowers on the photos, and one lamp lit once in a while for Pitrapaksha, etc. And then offerings given. So the person... Mentally, you never forget somebody who has gone. They become part of you. So there is a, even though they have gone physically, you still carry them in the heart, in the mind. So, namo madhyamaya, madhyamaya, namaha. And then, what's the next one? Apakalbhaya. Yeah. This doesn't, uh, this doesn't kind of correlate like some of the others. Slight change is there. And um, uh, this is, uh, you know, apagalbha means a small child. We say that the children are in the face of God. So it is very easy to see God in every child, you know. And you, you, can, you can easily see that. And because they don't talk back and uh, <laughs> they are not a threat, they are small. And you can bring out the compassionate self and relate to them. So unto that, all the small babies, not just of, you know, uh, human jati, but also baby cow. Immediately you feel, oh, so sweet. Even the person with no maternal, zero maternal feeling will say, oh, how nice. Baby cat. You may not be fond of puppies, you know, you may be not be fond of dogs and cats, but you see something, baby, immediately the heart goes out. And you can relate because it's cute and because it's small and in a way it's defenseless. And defenseless means you can appoint yourself as the protector. So that's why, you know, this is all, all that is manifest in this defense there, you know, and there is a law there. Because, you see, if the children were born all grown up, let us say, then there would not be no maternal feelings, no bonding would not be there. So they have to be helpless and they have to be vulnerable so that one can love them easily. This is all a setup. So this is that which is in the form of little ones. What shall we say to them? All of them, Namaha. Namo Jaghanyayacha, you know, Budhniyayacha. So, uh, Jaghanaha means the, the hind part, the hind quarters. So, Jaghane Bhavaha, Jaghanyaha. So, that which is born of the hind quarters, like babies of animals, correct? You know, animals. 
here jaganya means animals so because all the animals are born from the hind quarters of their mummies so therefore it is called you know jaganyaya animals and then budni budna means root mula root so that which is born of root which is the what is born of root trees budniyaya means trees so to all the uh, various jivas in the form of all kinds of animals and trees stavaras and jangamas here unto them you know all kinds of animals you can say especially mammals here jaganyaya mammals so these mammals unto these mammals namaha and then and then what budniyaya we have seen correct yeah yeah sobhya sobhya and pratisarya and uh, you know pratisarya uh, ya this one sobhya is an interesting word and uh, it is a word that uh, you know ubhabhyam ubhabhyam papapunyabhyam you know sah vartate iti sobhya so the one that uh obtains that one that is a product of or obtains as a mixture of papa and punya who is that don't say bhagavan yeah bhagavan has no papa wake up okay the one that is a mixture of papa and punya who is that which is ah yesterday only i told everybody's last name should be what ah that is what i said everybody's last name should be mishra because little bit of papa little bit of punya so sobhya is a very nice word which says ubhabhyam you know so the one that is there in the form of the one that is mixture of papa and punya it can only apply to human beings and it's a no brainer we have all, come on animals check trees check then what else is left ah human beings you know human beings so bhya there is one more thing that was there in this book let me see if i can find it one interesting detail about that that i just read yeah it is made of you know ubha ubha so sobha you know ubhabhyam sah vartate so what is this ubhabhyam papa and punya and then you know the um, the also the giver of papa and punya to give this human body is also bhagavan so sobhya means it's like a word that means both bhagavan and human being so bhagavan here not the one having papa bhagavan who is the dispenser of this particular form of combination of papa and punya to create the human body see because if you had only punya you would be kinnara yaksha gandharva some kind of a celestial yama etc indra and if you had only papa you know predominantly papa then you would be four footed you know or whatever you know what animal animal janma so here the human janma is because there is a mixture of papa and punna punya so pratisaryaya means the one that is moving the world of jangama 
that which keeps moving and moving and moving all the time that which is you know um, you know you can see the movement in the horse in the deer in the human being in anything that moves in the wind that power itself is bhagavan om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamad purnamevavashishyate Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om Yeah, I, I, I stand corrected here. Gopa has corrected me and says, what does he say? Kraunchadvipa is America, not Jambudvipa. Kraunchadvipa is the America, yeah.